everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday. Woot, woot. Moment of silence. We're making it through the week. That's right. Today's Friday, February 10th, and we are at the jumping off place for Valentine's Day, which is coming up next Tuesday. And like I told you last week and all week this week, I have a really special podcast today. This is going to be a little bit longer than the normal podcast because I have a really special guest who's going to come on about halfway through. And also, my sweet husband is on the podcast with me today. So welcome back, babe. All right. Thank you. Good to be here. So we're we're talking about marriage again. We've had some really great feedback from listeners. Actually, some kind of funny feedback, too. People who are like, it's just so fun to hear the dynamic between the two of you. You know how different we are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so I think that part of it has been fun. Also, uh, we're going to tackle a couple of uh, questions. So we've had uh, a lot of listener questions. We love to hear your questions and your show ideas. If you have a show idea or you have a question that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, you can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com, and we'll try to work it into an upcoming show. We have a lot of them uh, that we're kind of going through and just categorizing right now. But I spent the week talking about how to be who God says we are in the culture, you know, on Wednesday, I talked about three ways that we can shine right where we are. Um, Monday, we talked about just being discerning and being lights uh, in the culture. And honestly, marriage is another way that we can really shine in the culture. Our marriages should be awesome because uh, when God's at the center of it, it works the way God intended it to work. Absolutely. This is how marriage is, was intended. God made it, and he He made it to be uh, monogamous, and he made it to be uh, kind of a supernatural thing that God works through to, um, to, to accomplish the things that God has for us. And marriage is awesome. Marriage is awesome. Marriage rocks. And, it, and marriage is hard. Yes. Well, everything, wah, that's, wah. everything that's good <laughs> takes work, right? I yep. mean, it's just, that's how life is. If it has value, it takes work to earn it and to develop it and to to um, have it be good. Well, it's kind of like what we're always telling people, that nothing that's worth doing in this life is ever easy. That's right. Nothing, nothing that's worth investing in is ever going to be easy. Not your marriage, not raising your kids, those of you who are homeschooling, not homeschooling. Uh, there's really no easy way out of this life. And Amy Grant's saying hard times come and they'll come till we're done. Till you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we're going to talk about one of the better things of being married, if not, um, yeah, one of the better things about being married and just how to keep romance alive in, in your marriage. And like I said, we're kind of taking this back to uh, what we've been talking about all week, which is just shining and that there is truth. God says that he created marriage. It was his idea and it's designed, marriage is designed to be a reflection of his relationship, God's relationship to the church. And and we're we have an opportunity to really um, well, for lack of a better word, take advantage <laughs> of the blessing that marriage is. So Jay and I have been talking about we came up with our own list. We we sort of did this this fun <laughs> little game. We sort of we came up with our own list, like we couldn't share it with each other because we wanted to see how uh, what was that game that used to be on TV, babe? The, was it the newlywed game? Yeah. Where they would ask them questions, like, what's your spouse's favorite kind of toothpaste? And dumb things like that. And most of the time they didn't know. It was just funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And this is sort of that only 28 years into it. So we can't really- and not quite as funny. We can't, you know, we really can't play the newlywed game <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but we like to act like newlyweds. That's true. We do. So, uh, so anyway, we decided we would we would write down what were kind of our top three- uh, 
our top three advice, really. So I'm going to be talking to the women, and Jay's going to be talking to the men just about ways to keep uh, romance alive in your marriage because we're coming up on Valentine's Day. And uh, I want you to to just, you know, be listening for kind of what, you know, every marriage is a little bit different. Everybody has kind of different sense and, and sensibilities, you know, uh, in their marriages. And so obviously our marriage is unique, just like yours is. But I think we had a lot of things in common. One is we all want to be loved. I think everybody wants to be loved and uh, appreciated. And when we got married, Jay and I talk about this a lot because I wrote about it in the Guide to Romance. Uh, when we got married, we were trying to woo the other person. That's right. I mean, we were. I was trying really hard to get your attention, babe. I'm not going to lie. Well, and I just thought I was trying to get your attention. So. <laughs> and we had a little secret code. You know, we would do... Uh, your dorm was across from mine at Multnomah, and I could I could see you in the window with your flashlight <laughs> uh, in the window. Well, thankfully, my room was facing that direction. Yeah, so and mine really down. wasn't, so I had to go to the front of the dorm and sit like in the the lounge area. But I would go there just wait to see is it gonna am I gonna see his his bedroom light come on? Am I gonna? I mean, I just couldn't wait to see you. I couldn't wait to see you in the morning. Couldn't wait to meet you in the cafeteria and have that rotten food together. <laughs> it was good. There was a, a time in in which. Um, all of us, when you know, before we get married, we're really trying to woo the other person, and I think you can stay married and forget to do that, and then everything just sort of becomes, you know, something that you do just because you're married. It, you know, people get into a rut, and that's lame. That's right. And so uh, we're going to talk about just a couple of ways that sort of came to your mind, and we've, you know, in the interest of being completely honest. We actually know now because right before yeah, we went we on, I was like, I, was like I really do want to know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to know. I don't know how surprised I want to be. <laughs> and I, and we were, I was, I'm kind of stoked. So actually, I'm going to start. Okay. Um, and the first thing on my list that I, you know, when I was thinking about how um, over the years, just over all these years of being married, um, and I'm always telling women this, that I'm learning to just pay attention to. Uh, your cues to just physical cues from you, um, you know, verbal cues, obviously, nonverbal cues. But I think it goes back to being a student of you. You know, I want to learn uh, what kind of, um, well, what turns you on? I want to learn what's ex- what, what is it that makes you go, I love Heidi. I want to be with her. You know, I'm trying to attract you after all these years. And now that I can't color my hair anymore, I forgot different ways to do it. So, <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about just being a student of you and kind of the joy that it is really to sort of study and get to know, you know, get to know you. And even after all these years, I feel like I'm still learning things. And maybe that's because we're changing. Or because I'm just so complex. Or you are. You are. I, you are. I tell you what. It's taking a master's degree. Well, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, right. Well, it's interesting um, because my first tip to help keep romance alive in a marriage was kind of similar as well. Um, I wrote down to keep my eyes on you or... My my thought was, you know, to tell men, keep your eyes on your wife because mm. um, you want to make her your primary focus of attention. Um, and I think that, you know, kind of in a somewhat pragmatic way as well, kind of like what you're saying, um, I want to always be looking to see how I can help you be who God made you to be. Mm. I really believe that that is my role as a man. Um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, we're to love our wives like Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and he gave himself for the church. And I'm, I want to do that for you. I want to, I want to give my life to you to help you be who God made you to be. I believe that when I do that, I know that that's true, that when I do that, um, 
you know, I reap the benefit as well because mm. I mean, yes, it helps you be all you can be, but I also um, get the joy of seeing you flourish and blossom and all that kind of things too. So it's, it's a win-win. So I, yeah, I'm studying you as well. And, and I was thinking as I was doing that, I was thinking, you know, I want to help you be beautiful. Mm. I want to help you have, you know, the things you need to, to make you feel like you're a beautiful person and you're that, that, um, you know, you're feeling good about how you look and that kind of stuff. I also really, I was thinking too, I want to create an environment here with you. And actually this, this really struck me big as we started to travel more and I would start to be really concerned about your safety, but I want you to feel safe. I want to make an environment. I feel like God's put me as the male. I'm, you know, I'm stronger. I'm a little bigger. I'm, you know, I'm a little more aggressive, and that's how God made men and women. They're just that's how. What we're more, different. We're different. Get we're out different. of town. And so I, I really feel that God's partly made me to be the protector of you and to create an environment that's safe for you and our family as well, of course. And then I also want you to feel supported. That you know that you know I've got your back with the things that uh, we're venturing on that you've. You know that God's using us. In, in this case, you know, of course, it's your speaking and that kind of thing. But I can think other relationships. You know, um, would have different things that the husband could help support the wife to feel that she she's you know, like homeschooling is a great example. Actually, yes. you know, we see this all the yep. time where you know a, a mom is just you know really struggling because her husband doesn't you know he's let her homeschool, but he's not that cool about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I actually talk to guys frequently, you know, trying to say, look, come on guys, wake up. This is, this is a valid thing. If God's called you to it, you know, jump in with both feet and support your wife in it. Cause it'll go a long ways to help your home be a happier home. <laughs> yeah. Right. And oftentimes that support is just, Hey babe, I think you're doing awesome, you That's know, right. and just showing an interest in the things that she's teaching the, the children and um, obviously, I mean, your list, that was, wow, that was really good. There were three <laughs> S's in there. You're putting my little list to shame now. And I got a preview of it. And now all of a sudden I feel like, well, shoot, I don't have three things to start with the S. So what were they again? You said, so you, wait, your, your main point was I don't think I to meant sort of to be a student be. of your wife, but then yeah. there were three things under it when they were what? Well, it was beautiful. Help you be beautiful. Help you have the things you need to be to make yourself feel beautiful. And I, you know, I, I really feel that that for you, you know, I'm telling you all the time because I do think you're gorgeous. That's why I chased you in the beginning. <laughs> But um, I want you to know what I think about that. And I want you to have the um, have what you need to make you feel like you're beautiful. Like when you wanted to buy those ridiculously expensive shoes, I'm like, okay, if that's what it takes to make you feel beautiful. And then and I didn't buy them. I know you I didn't. I would just I like to actually, say cooler heads prevail, but those saying, were hot. They were those amazing. Those red stilettos, those were really I won't even really see how much pretty. they were because it was like. Well, they shouldn't have been that expensive. We went true. to like We went to like the bargain basement. I know. I was thinking, true. oh, these are going to be 30 bucks. And they were $200. Well, they were made in Italy. Listen, I have a beef with Nordstrom right now anyways. Yeah. So Nordstrom, there you go. I didn't buy your red shoes, okay? That's right. But I really wanted to. And then the second one was safe. <laughs> So I want to help you be safe. And the third S was supported. I didn't actually think of them as being the same letter. So I just. Well, all of our kids start with S. I know. So I think you do that and you don't think about it. It's true. Yeah. Subconscious. I love that though. I love feeling. And I think, you know, that is kind of a hint to um, all the women who are listening. Your your man was made to uh, support and encourage you and to protect you. You know, this whole idea of feminism that women don't need men and blah, blah, blah. What a bunch of baloney that Mm -hmm. is. What a bunch of baloney. I can tell you, I feel a whole lot safer walking in downtown at night with Jay than I do by myself, you know? And and I think it goes kind of back to the rules that God created us as husbands and wives. You know, women, you know, we tend to, um, or the culture tends to push this idea of being a helpmeet under the rug. 
But oh my goodness, the Lord said that I was created to literally come alongside you to help you. And you likewise have uh, are an amazing support and encouragement to me. I think women are born responders. Women are born to respond to the loving leadership of their husband, of a man. And I think you know, that doesn't mean that everybody has to get married. And I nobody send me hate mail, okay? Because I understand. Some of you are listening to this and you've never been married. And so I'm not saying everybody has to get married. But I'm talking about in, the, in God's design for marriage, those of us who are married, uh, that is his design, that women are born responders. And... Uh, you've done. You are amazing at that. Just um, you're better at words of affirmation than I am. We've talked about this a lot, and I think you know lots of reasons for that. I think one of the reasons for me is I didn't get a lot of affirmation as a kid, not a lot of verbal affirmation. So I turned into sort of a an acts works based, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might be where my love language came from. But I think just learning to speak your spouse's love language. Uh, it's really important. So that was really good. Okay, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to crank it up a notch here, babe, because <laughs> that just you know, be a student of your hey. Mine started with an S too. Student. Lots of good things start with S. <laughs> like <laughs> next. Okay, so that brings me to my next point. Um, I was writing to the women: be adventurous. Uh, be adventurous, and obviously, I mean this this relates to Valentine's Day. So in your sex life, be adventurous, but also be adventurous, be willing to go on a hike, have some fun, get out of your house, get away from your computer. Some of the most fun that we've had a lot of times on our road trips are when we take the road less traveled. You know, if we've got a little extra time to kill or I'm do some little, I love just adventuring with you. I love being your partner in life. You know, there's nobody I'd rather hang out with than you. Sorry to all my girlfriends who are listening to this, but if I have a little extra time, then, uh, and I know my time is at a premium right now, I'm going to spend it with my husband. And I think just um, being adventurous, I think get outside your comfort zone, be open to trying something new. And I think that uh, that goes a long way in keeping kind of that spark and that romance uh, alive in your marriage. I think it's really easy to get into a rut. Yeah, absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, that's, I'm going to talk about that too, because that was one of mine, but it was number three. My second one, well, it's just, I put them in different order because I, I kind of saw them as a, as an order. Okay. But number two, um, um, I was going to encourage guys to flirt with their wives, Mm. you know, because I think that that's important as part of keeping your eyes on her. But I was thinking more of keeping your eyes on her as being more, like I said earlier, a pragmatic thing. You're just looking to how she operates and how, and then making sure all the environment and all the stuff that I can, things I can make happen around you happen. But the flirt with her, I I see that in a different context because to me, oh, really? yes, because I see obviously, <laughs> you know, I'm motivated to try to woo you to want to be with me. Which I do. I know. And I love that you said what you said about wanting to be with me because that's what I'm trying to cre- – that's what I want. I so mean, it's I working want you for to you. Be- exactly. And then it's working for me. See how that works? Yeah. Huh? Work for you, work for me. But I do marriage. think there's – I've seen this in other people where they just, you know, like they get married and it's like it's over. It's like, well, I've, you know, I've got what I wanted. Well, to me, it's like that's all you wanted was just what, your wedding night? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that's it. I don't – it just – to me, that's not what I was looking for. I was yeah. looking for a partner and someone who I could just – turn, you know, all the stuff that's in me that is male, you know, I could focus it on you and, and soak you up in a way for the rest of my life. That's yeah. kind of what I think God intended with it. And yeah. so I want to flirt with you. I want to, I want that part of me that's wired in me for those things to be directed directed at you. And, you know, I was thinking when you said, 
um, keep your eyes on your wife, the first thing that came to my mind is the damage that pornography is doing mm. to this generation of men in particular. And we have there's so much access to it. And I know women. I mean, I meet them all the time when when we're out on the road who are also addicted to pornography. They're reading things they shouldn't be doing. The Bible says in Philippians, whatever's good, whatever's right, whatever's of good repute, keep your mind on those things. Right. And I think sometimes men don't realize, and you and I have had this discussion before I think men don't realize that uh, when your wife catches you looking at porn, that's essentially you saying you're not as beautiful as this. I would rather have this person and this particular look or that particular body than the one that God gave you. And it really is damaging. It's devastating. That's right. Really. And that's exactly what I'm saying is, you know, for, for me as a man, all that stuff that's wired inside of me, I want to focus on you and think about you and think about how I can, you know, the first one I said about just how I can help you be yeah. happy, and then how can I woo you to mm-hmm. want to be happy with me? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, when you do that, there's there's a blessing in it. You know, when you when you determine in your heart, or when you know, or when I determine in my heart, you know, I'm not going to look at other guys. My focus is on you, and my desire is for you. And there have been many times, and I I speak about this, uh, you know, in our in the marriage talks that we do all around the country. But there have been many times when I've literally had to take it to the Lord, and just say, Lord, give me a desire, a desire for my husband. And it wasn't because I didn't love you or didn't desire you, because I'm flat out tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just flat out, the kids wore me out, or there was, you know, we, a lot of outside stress, and stress is in every marriage. And so I think keeping that at the the forefront, that's why I'm always saying marriage before motherhood, you know, marriage before mortgages. You know, we've got to keep our marriage at the as the priority relationship in the home, and you do a great job of that. And I think you're giving men great advice by saying, hey, keep your eyes and your passion direct that passion toward your wife and let her know, hey, I'm directing this toward you because I love you. Yeah. I think, you know, this in my mind, I think we, sh- we should introduce our, our guest today because what you said right there uh, really hits on that. You know, so many things in life, you know, the mortgage, the, you know, the stresses of jobs and work and um, kids and relationships. I mean, it's just there's so many things that are distracting and burdensome mm. and can, you know, pull you apart and wear you down and make you not want to be, you know, amorous or, you know, mm. together. Or you even just, take you the just, time. That's right. You just want to go away and rest, you mm-hmm. know, and catch up. Mm-hmm. And our guest today um, has this program that is just wonderful to kind of help help you deal with some of that stress in a physical way and also reconnect together as a couple. And I just think this would be a great segue to have you introduce. I totally agree. I told you on Wednesday that uh, I was going to have a guest on the podcast on Friday, and I am really excited because uh, it actually worked out. And my friend Dennis, who is the founder and creator of Melt, and and Jay and I talked about this last week, and I've heard from a lot of you who have been uh, checking it out and really interested in it. And so uh, we hooked up with Dennis to see if it would be possible to get him on the podcast, and it's worked out. Dennis, are you there? I'm here. Heidi, how are you? So good to hear your voice again. It's great to hear your voice too. This is a hoot and holler and good time. You and I haven't seen each other <laughs> for two years. No, it's been two years. Actually, it's a two-year anniversary of when we first met. Yeah, that's right. We were reminiscing about this a little bit uh, off the show and talking about, uh, really, I didn't expect to be able to meet you in person because you obviously you live in Australia with your wife, Emma, mm. and you just happen to be mm-hmm. stateside and you happen to be in Los Angeles when I was speaking in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So we got to have lunch. How cool yeah. was that? 
It was it was amazing. I actually didn't think it'll happen. Like the whole thing was such a whirlwind. I remember when uh, we first just started emailing each other. I was just like, oh, I don't have time for this woman. <laughs> and you're, you're. <laughs> if I had a nipple, like, Dennis, for every time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were amazing. You're just like, I've got this, Dennis. Watch this. And uh, and anyways, we ended up meeting up. We had the best. I had such a fun time catching up and having lunch with you. Yeah. Getting to know the nuance of America. Yeah, and and it's it was fun to uh, to sort of catch up and talk about the cultural differences uh, between Australia and mm-hmm. the United States. And I I always think it's fascinating, you know, just hearing another person's point of view. And and I love what you're doing uh, with your wife. I love yeah. Melt. And I wasn't sure. And I I showed it to Jay when you know, and we talked about this on the podcast last week when Jay and I were talking about Melt and why we like massage and particularly why we love what you're doing. But I told you, uh, or maybe it was Melissa, my assistant, I think when we first heard about it, I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could talk about that on the podcast or even promote it on the blog. And so you sent me the link and I got to watch it. And it's fabulous. It's fantastic. Um, and I love, love, love what you're doing. Thank you so much. I, um, I get this all the time. So back home in Australia, I run live courses. And in one of my workshops, this guy walks in and he's massive. Like he's got arms that are bigger than my legs. And he comes <laughs> over the top of me. He's like, I'm missing the football because of this course. <laughs> workshop. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? And, and that's a typical reaction that I get. It's just like, what am I getting into? At the end of the workshop, this guy's like, give me business cards. All the guys at the fire station have all got to come do this workshop. Yeah. You know, so there's a... A fair bit of apprehension about couples massage. I think there's a bit of a stigma that, you know, we're all going to be naked and right. Emma's going to be naked and I'm going to have a mustache and a ponytail. And That was my fear know, we're that go, you were going to have get... a mustache and a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that was my fear. I was, I, was glad, I was glad to see that that fear wasn't realized. So I want to know, so tell me why did you uh, – Tell me about, well, first tell me about your wife. Let me hear about, I want to know about you. And I know our listeners want to know, how long have you been married? Tell, tell us about uh, yourself and Emma and why you guys created Melt. Yeah, so Emma and I are coming up to, in about three weeks, our eighth uh, year of marriage. So mm. our eighth anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, we've been together for 10 years. And, um, and you know, I literally created Melt to win the girl over. Brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, I'm not not kidding. This was not meant for the public. This wasn't <laughs> ever meant to be recorded on the video or just be shown to anyone else. I, uh, I, Emma and I, I was just, there was this massive connection. There's so much flirting that there was never a chance where we could actually just, you know, kiss. Yes. So I'm like, let's use my talents. What am I really good at? And I'm really good at massage. And so I, I didn't even develop a course. I just go to Emma one day. Uh, I remember sending her an email saying, hey, I've written this couple's massage course, complete life, and uh, <laughs> I need someone to test it on. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I'm like, I can't test it on, on any of my employees, so <laughs> would you like a massage? I'll be a gentleman, but it is going to be hot. It's going to be super hot. Can you handle that? So uh 
Emma, Emma turns around and goes, sure, when? And I'm like, oh, no. Okay, let's write now it. Now you have to do it. Now yeah. you have to write it. Yeah. Well, look, to be honest, it took the hardest part was to create the, the seated position. I, was trying, I had to find the difference between Melt and everyone else, you know, all the other videos on YouTube that teach couples how to massage. The light bulb moment happened when I watched the movie Ghosts, you know, where uh, Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze are playing with pottery. Oh, yeah. Who could forget that? I'm an 80s girl. I remember it. I'll never forget. It's etched in my mind. That's literally the light bulb moment where I went, that is hot. That is how I'm going to massage Emma. <laughs> After that, it took me, no, oh, no joke, 20 minutes to write this massage course. Later that day, or it would have been at the end of the week, I think it was a Friday. It was actually around about this time 10 years ago because I remember it was summertime in Melbourne. It was warm. There was this nice evening breeze, and it was hot. That, like the earth moves during that massage, mm. and we started dating that night. That is very cool. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I'm a fan. My husband and I are fans of it, and I, there's a whole bunch of things uh, that I love about it, and and Jay and I have been talking about this today, just why it's so important in marriage. And when you when you introduce the videos, and I know we've talked about this before on the podcast, I'm going to remind listeners, these videos are uh, rated PG. They're not going to embarrass you. Um, they're going to be, it's going to be something that you can build on, which is really the idea. And I told our listeners last week, I think massage is a gateway drug. <laughs> It's like this is a, this is like a this is a gateway drug. So when people ask you, uh, I'm sure you get this question a lot. People are kind of you know going, what what the heck? Why would we do a couple's massage? But what when when people ask you that question, uh, what comes to mind? Because I can tell you that for me, I think it's an opportunity. The first thing that comes to my mind is it's an opportunity to slow down. You know, just an opportunity to really connect with my husband, you know, to turn off the the internet and get away from the noise and slow down. Sure. And it just feels there's a kindness, like a tenderness. Um, and I know that um I know every couple is different, but for me, I was like, this is a great way to just ease some tension. Like I said, it's a gateway drug. <laughs> that's what Jay, that's why Jay likes it. I like it <laughs> because it's an opportunity to slow down. You know, so this is exactly how you explain it is how Emma and I use it now as well. Um, but it wasn't, hasn't always been like this. And I think this is indicative of where you are in your marriage and in your relationship. So when, when we first started selling melts, or started, I mean, we recorded melts three years ago, and once we, we put it on the internet, we marketed it as, because we had no idea what we are doing, but we said, this is for date night. A lot, a lot of couples, especially in long-term relationships, long-term marriages, use it for reconnecting, for intimacy, uh, as a way to say, I love you. Mostly, it is reconnecting. You know, the children, they obviously take priority, and often, you know, mm. day-to-day life, taking priority over your marriage, and melt is a good way for people to shut out day to day. You know, for that five minute back rub, that 15 minute back rub, there are no mortgage issues. The, That's the right. children are asleep, you know, there are, yeah. there's no day to day issues. You're not thinking about power bills. When you get that chance to be in tune with your partner, it's just amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about getting in tune, tell me, um, 
you know, I love how you you're really good at explaining massage. I love the head massage, by the way. I think that might be, that's the only reason I go and get my hair cut is so that the, I can get my hair washed in a <laughs> sink and the hairdresser can massage my head. <laughs> I told her, I said, I would come just for this. But there are some technical uh, aspects of it. And when you um, when you're teaching those courses, particularly live, when people are coming to take them for me, what do you notice that couples get wrong? Uh, it's very simple, right? So the first thing is that, A, people try too hard. And this is a natural reaction. It's like, you know, my partner's there. I want to impress them. So yeah. they go in too deep, too fast. Yeah. Right? And what happens is, I, and they usually use just their thumbs. So often you'll see thumbs will pop off and run out the door. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, and the other thing is uh, most most of us, when we get a massage, we focus on the good bits. And the good bits are that deep tissue stuff. Right. right? Which is true. And it feels amazing. That deep tissue stuff feels amazing. But when we go to massage and we start off going in too deep, too fast, without prepping, I actually call this romancing your partner's body, where it's not deep. It's all about just, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm here right now. I'm just going to play with your, your, your back and your shoulders mm-hmm. you know, without putting too much effort in. And what happens, this is a way to solve that issue of going in too deep, too fast. Because if you go in too deep, too fast, you end up hurting your partner. And so to solve that, it's just relax, Mm -hmm. contour your hands, palms down, fingertips down, and just explore all the lines and curves. Mm. You can relax your muscles first before you go in deep. It's so much easier to go in deep. Your hands won't hurt. Your partner will enjoy it more. Generally, the entire experience will last longer and feel so much better. Yeah, and you've done a great job, you and Emma. I mean, these videos are they're beautiful to watch. They're highly instructive, and I think uh, for for Jay and I, I mean, I've I've got you beat in the marriage department, Dennis. Not trying to brag. Twenty eight years and multiple children yeah. and grandchildren, and you work so hard. It's yeah, you're an inspiration. I think you're fantastic. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I'm in need of a massage. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I need a, I need a massage. And I was thinking, you know, as I was just, um, you know, Jay and I, when we first looked at this, we were like, this is a great way because marriage is meant to be a hundred percent hands-on experience. Right. And we carry so much stress around with us in our everyday lives. And I think sometimes we forget, uh, we forget to make that connection, to make that time. And I'm always telling moms, and I know a lot of uh, really tired, busy moms are listening to this right now. I'm always telling moms, you will never regret investing in your marriage because your kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do, Absolutely. right? <laughs> and so we want to be investing in our marriage. And this is a great way to do that. It really is. Well, we've, you know, we actually set this up with, uh, the long-term marriage couple in mind. So even with our videos, this is like massage is, is really simple to do, right? Although we've actually put a lot of science behind it and really thought about couples. So for instance, uh, with our videos, we don't, it's not like a full half hour or one hour worth of tutorials. We've actually broken each, each massage technique down to like an average of four minutes. And some of our busiest couples, right? Someone like yourself, one technique per night. So basically, you'd give Jay a four-minute technique. You just work on the one massage stroke for four minutes. Jay will do it on you for four minutes, and that's it. You've had your own little couple of time. Yep. At the end of the week or at the end of the month, you bring all the techniques that I've taught you into a nice five-minute or 15-minute back rub, and that's your proper experience. Does that 
Make sense? Oh, yeah. Time management. Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm hoping that uh, a lot of uh, parents listening to this today are going to check it out. I'm going to link back to uh, Melt in the show notes today. And you've got a great special running right now for Valentine's Day because hello, Valentine's Day. I'm always telling hey. uh, my my uh, my women friends, forget Fifty Shades of Grey. The real thing is better. The real thing is better. <laughs> uh, marriage should be a passionate love affair that never gets boring. And in short, which is why Jay and I are doing this series, monogamy should be hot. And Dennis, I just want to thank you for uh, bringing this to couples all around the world and for coming on the show today. It's just been a, it's just been a, a treat to have you here. Oh my gosh, it's been amazing to chat to you again. It's been such a long time. I've been looking forward to this day so much. I know, I have too. So we'll have to, you'll have to, I know your wife is coming in into town in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and maybe uh, we're going to be able to see you again. I would sure love that. I'd love to see you guys. Oh man, (laughs) we would love it. And in the meantime, uh, you'll have to keep me posted on how and how Melt is doing. It's a great gift. It's a wonderful thing uh, for couples to be able to find different ways to connect with each other. And I really, really appreciate having you here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Hates, Heidi. So that was just great. I mean, I'm just so thankful um, for this resource and for Dennis and his wife for doing this. And, and I'm I think just thankful for him coming on with his Australian accent. Oh, I know. It's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At first, you're like, is that how you say massage? <laughs> massage. <laughs> I know. I was teasing him about it offline a little bit. I'm like, dude, I can't say it like that. I say, you know, massage. And he's like, you can do it. You just have to practice. So I'll practice. But it's just great because it helps you get back. And I, I this is what my number three point was. And that's just time alone together. And I was, you know, the mas- having a massage doing that is just a great way to have time alone together. But I was really thinking of it. Um, I, you know, of course I was thinking of it going on to be, you know, me intimate with you mm-hmm. privately, but I was also thinking, you know, it's not just the bedroom. It's also, I want time alone with you with the, like you mentioned earlier before, before we had him speak, um, you know, doing things together, exploring, re- recreating together, you know, mm-hmm. bicycling, hiking, you know, um, projects, you know, yard work, you know, I, I want to be, do things with you. I want to feel like I've got a partnership and a life with you. Entertainment. We go to yeah. you know, movies or to go to hear music or do things, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff I think is, is also important. I mean, it, you know, it may not be what I'm, the drive in me wants. I want to take you in the bedroom. I can't believe I just said that on the recording. I might take it out. But but I want to be alone with you because I you you're the one I cherish. Yeah. And and really I think that's part of I think the secret of all of these twenty eight years of being married, you know, is looking back and realizing these were very deliberate choices that we have been making for through many, many years. Even through hard hard years. I was just uh, I was in downtown Portland. As you know, you and I had a crazy day. Uh, on Tuesday, you flew to Arizona with Skylar, and I went down to downtown Portland to have pictures taken for the book jacket and the new website and all that. And as I was down there, you know, I was talking to uh, Krista, a friend of mine, who's taking my pictures, and we were talking about marriage because she's been married for five years and I've been married for going on 28 years. And I was, and she was, we were talking about just ups and downs of marriage. And I said, I think one of our hardest years of marriage was our 25th year. Yeah. Um, coming into just a, a really, we had a, massive changes happening in our ministry and kind of the, the roles we were playing at home and the different things, not the role of a husband and wife, but just different, you know, homeschooling was different. Our kids are moving out. It felt like kind of an unraveling was happening. And I think I look back on that now and realize that all of the 
the tender weaving that we've been doing of our lives into one, you know, that the two shall become one. You spend a lifetime doing that. You spend a lifetime, you know, um, weaving your life into the fabric of someone else's life. And you do that by keeping their needs ahead of your needs. So if if the husband is trying to make his wife's needs more important than his, and the wife is trying to make her husband's needs more important than hers, all of a sudden, you got a, a partnership that that is really strong that's going to stand the test of adversity. That's right. And I mean, goodness knows, we've got enough uh, adversity in this life. Marriage should be a respite. It should be a shelter. Um, even when things are difficult. And so uh, my so the next thing on my list isn't nearly as spiritual or as um, sound as yours. I said uh, one of the things that I think has been that we have done that's been fun over the years is to sort of share a secret code with each other, you know so uh, you know whether it's you know the the code word is paper plate. so we know we're gonna use paper plates for dinner tonight to make the dinner cleanup go a little bit faster so that, you're in charge then of dinner cleanup so I can go and just take a bath and sort of unwind. I think that unwinding part for women is really, really crucial. At least it is for me and most of the moms I knew because uh, I think you and I are really wired very differently. I tend to have a hundred million things going on in my head at any given time. You know, I'm thinking about, in fact, I really, just now I just thought about shoot fire. <laughs> you know, I need to put you know, crock pot curry in the, in the, uh, in the crock pot. And I just usually have one thing on my mind. At a time, right. It's one thing at a time. But the nice thing about that, and we've talked about this a lot, is you're really focused and really good at that one thing. <laughs> it's always the same thing. <laughs> but I think, man, you know, to, to give me, and I think this is something that took us and you even to understand me. It took me a long time to figure this out about me. I, I don't I don't switch from one thing to the other very fast. You know, I, I have to like know that, okay, I've this is off my list. And so I want to encourage the women, you know, talk to your husband about what it takes for you to unplug and unwind. For me, it's just I that's why I love massage. I I think that's such such a great idea because, you know, I carry I tend to carry my my stress on my shoulders and just having a wonderful shoulder massage, which by the way, women, you can go down to Walmart now for crying out loud, has um almond oil. You know, there's all those you put a little bit of almond oil, a little bit of lavender, and you've got massage oil. It doesn't have to be expensive. Um, a little bit of essential oil with uh like an almond oil or any kind of uh uh a massage oil. They're all over the place now because it's such a you know, it used to be that you could only get them, you know, from the dealer. But like a drug. And now they're at, you know, Walmart. So, uh, so check it out and, and really look for ways to invest. But I think for you and I just to have this communication between us, that's just ours is really fun. It's fun. It's sexy. It kind of keeps, it lets you know that I'm thinking about you, which I think is really important to you. And it lets me kind of move my mind to, uh, to a place where I'm thinking about what it's going to take uh, to be, alone with you in the evening. And so I think that that to me is really important. And it's kind of, you know, I think just every couple is a little bit different. But like I was talking about uh, with on the phone with Dennis a few minutes ago, you know, forget 50 shades of gray or 50 shades darker. Oh my word, I should do a whole podcast. It makes me so angry that we that in this culture we have legitimized uh, what God calls sin. You know, even Christians, it just, whoa, I'm going to get off topic. It makes me so mad. Uh, but marriage should be a passionate love affair that never gets boring in short, monogamy should be hot. That's right. Monogamy should be hot. So you guys, I hope we're going to actually put put our little list uh, up at the show notes today. And I'm, I'm going to maybe even, I'll try to make a graphic out of it so you can pin it or whatever it is you want to do, print it out, uh, put it on your bathroom mirror, and then learn to be a student of your spouse. Uh, learn to be a student of your spouse. Marriage is awesome. 
And, uh, you know, we talk about it obviously because it's Valentine's day, but Valentine's day only happens one day a week. And we're hoping that you'd be, uh, investing in your marriage every day, not just on Valentine's day. So happy, 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 happy Valentine's day, everybody. Jay, thanks for, for coming on the show with me. It's, I actually really enjoy this. We should do this more. It's fun. Yeah. Well, maybe we will. <laughs> He's always looking at me like, yeah, we won't do that again. But then I talk you into it. <laughs> I know. Somehow you just seem to. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to charm you somehow. I'm, do, I'm working it the best I can. That's right. You're, that's doing, right. A, you're doing a great job of charming me. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a couple of uh, your questions. We ran over this time on the podcast, which I said that we would. So thanks for listening in for a little bit longer uh, podcast. I'm going to come back on Monday and take some questions from readers. We're going to uh, try to uh, to dedicate a little bit of time to um, answering some really good questions, um, uh, not only about um, marriage, but also just about uh, parenting. And we're getting lots of great questions. So if you have a question, a show idea, please email that to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Don't forget to check out the scripture writing challenge that's happening this month at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. And I will see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.